Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And as we open today, I'm wondering if you have thought about using stories to lead, teach, or inspire others. Well, maybe you've thought of using stories in your marketing. It's been pretty popular over the last several years, but what about helping lead your team? And our guest today is Mark Carpenter, who's the author of the book, Master Storytelling, and he's the founder of the company under the same name. And I recently have uh, finished reading his book, Master Storytelling, and it's a great book that lays out how you how you can lead, teach, and inspire using storytelling. And Mark uh, has describes himself as a serial storyteller. Even as a child, he said he loved to tell stories and mainly to get attention. And he said he leveraged that ability into a career in marketing, communications, and public relations, then as a college professor and as a corporate facilitator, and now teaching others through his company, Master Storytelling. So you're going to love this interview with Mark. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. I am Mark Carpenter, and I refer to myself as Chief Storyteller. Uh, with master storytelling, and uh, it's a it's a title that I can embrace. A lot of times we have titles in our lives that don't mean very much, but I kind of like that one. So when you can assign your own title, pick one that you really like. Um, yeah. I'm kind of a serial storyteller through my life, and have worked in marketing communications and public relations, and then uh, transitioned into a career in facilitation and training and consulting. And helping organizations and individuals really achieve their goals and be more successful in in their efforts to grow and to serve other people. Yeah. Well, well, I love this concept of master storytelling. That's your your title of your book, too. And uh, that's really one of the primary drivers why I wanted to have you on the episode. And I love this concept of incorporating storytelling into marketing, into messaging, and just into communication in general. And it's something that I do not my find do not find myself as intuitively natural for me to do. So uh, one of the things that I'd just love for you to talk about is just um, how uh, storytelling is maybe getting input into business, or maybe it always has been, and it's just kind of more front and center. I, I just love to start the conversation there. Yeah, and, and storytelling is a topic that's kind of increasing in uh, momentum you hear a lot about. And I want to make the point that when we talk about storytelling, sometimes we talk about it a little differently than a lot of people do. A lot of people talk about, well, I need to tell the company story or the founder story, the origin story, or, or things like that. And we're really focused more on stories with a point, with, with a principle that we're going to teach, lead, sell, or inspire. And, and so it's intentional storytelling based on everyday experiences that we have in our lives that people can relate to, but help them make a connection to an important principle that we want to teach them on or lead change on or inspire action on. Well, that's really interesting. So uh, to me, that sounds uh, kind of almost like an art and a science that's tied into this, right? With a principle tied into it, right? There's, there's, but there's some science in there, but there's also this art of actually crafting around that. So I'd love for you just to talk about kind of interweaving those together. Yeah, well, the, the science really comes from a lot of research that's been done about the impact of storytelling. And I think this is why we're hearing about it a lot. 
is there's been research done about how it connects us as human beings and how it even changes the interactions within your brains uh, as you tell and listen to stories. So that I could go geeky on you in terms of the, the science around that and the research that, that people have done uh, and, and why it connects. That, that's really the science side, is that there is a specific reason that storytelling works. It's not just because it's fun. It's not just because we, we like it, but there are actually some scientific reasons as to why stories work. So there's that's the science side of it. The art side of it is, this is going to be different for different people. I'm going to tell a story differently than you will tell a story. In fact, I tell some stories that I've heard friends of mine tell, and then with their permission, I've used them because they teach such great principles. But I tell that story differently than they tell them. It's because it's just that it's my style. And as I teach and I coach people to tell stories, I have to fight that urge to say, oh, I would do it this way. And just let them do their own style but with that framework of the science as to what makes a story effective. Mm. So is the this idea, I, I love this concept of principles, teaching principles. It, it kind of reminds me of like Aesop's fables and these kinds of things that orient around that. So uh, would you mind sharing just a little bit more about this principle storytelling? And, and then that's one part one. And then part two of the question is how someone might be able to integrate that into their own business story that they're sharing or telling? You bet. Well, part of it is that, you know, we, we love stories because we live stories. Uh, that's, it's really what our lives are is just a collection of, of little events that, that are the, the stories that we have. And so I, I've really got into this point about storytelling to teach principles as I got into facilitating and, and teaching on the business side and to help people see, okay, what does this actually mean to me? I can, I can share a principle with you. Even as you get into an organization that, that says, we have a, a culture of high integrity. Okay, but what does a culture of high integrity actually look like? How do, how do I translate that from the words on the wall to the behaviors in the hall so that I can see what it looks like? And stories will do that. Stories help us see what those intangible things actually look like. So if I want people to understand this is what we mean by teamwork, or this is what we mean by integrity. The best way to do that is to tell an intentionally crafted story that you can connect to, that you can relate to, that teaches that point. So where do these stories come from? They come from our everyday lives. Those are the best kind of stories. You, you mentioned Aesop's fables. Those are great, but those are made up stories that don't really happen. You, you don't really see a mouse and a lion talking to each other in real life. But you do see somebody um, stepping up to help another team member without being asked, even when it's inconvenient. And so tell that story if you're trying to emphasize the point, we believe in teamwork here at, at the company. And those are the kind of things that people relate to and remember so that when you're saying, yes, we believe in teamwork, they know what that looks like because they can remember the story that you told that brought them there. Your, your second part of this question was, um, how, do you, how do you do this? How do you get into this? How do you integrate this into your everyday life? And the first thing is just paying attention, is being aware that it's these everyday moments of our lives that can be powerful stories. Uh, the, the extraordinary really lives inside those ordinary moments that we have. So I encourage people 
to take note of any time they have an experience that creates an emotional reaction with them. And, and that emotion can go all the way from joy to sorrow, to frustration, to happiness, to a pleasure, to satisfaction, whatever it happens to be. If you have an emotional reaction to an experience in your life, there is probably a lesson there that you could at some point integrate into by telling a, in, into your teaching by telling a story. That's really, really interesting. And the thing I like of what you said here is kind of these everyday, ordinary stories. So that that to me is interesting because uh, probably like a lot of folks you talk to, I, I don't feel that my story is any inherently any more different or better or unique than anyone else's story. So, uh, so I think that's a great nugget of wisdom that there it, pay attention and there's something great there. Um, now, one of the things though, is I, I, certainly these are easy ways to make or an easy way to find things is observation, just pay attention. But what about some common mishaps or mistakes that come along for the storytelling? Any, any, you know, any examples or suggestions you'd give there? You bet. And, and, and I think the big thing starts with being intentional about why you're telling the story and, and, and why this story. In other words, what point am I trying to make with this story? Maybe I have an experience in my life that I have an emotional reaction to. And so I'd say, great, there's a story there. And so I start telling that experience. But if I share the experience without being clear on what my intent is at the end, one of a couple of things will happen. Number one is we tend to wander around the story looking for the point. Uh, I refer to that as not landing the plane. Uh, If we don't have a destination in mind as to where the story is going, we're going to be flying around. And so if we're intentional up front, we don't make that mistake. But I see people making that mistake a lot. The, The second point is really the flip side of that is that if we're not clear on our intent in the story, we may leave out important details that will actually help make that point. But if I'm not clear on the point, I'm not going to realize that that is an essential detail to have in there. So really, it it all stems from being deliberate and intentional about what's the purpose of this story. Not telling a story just to tell a story, but really having an end goal in mind. And that will help you edit and focus those stories in a way that will help you accomplish that goal. Interesting. So for someone who's maybe thinking, all right, Mark, I like this. This this is interesting. I, I want to give it a go. I want to try this out with something with my own business. Uh, do you have a, a framework or kind of some guidelines or steps that someone might be able to take and implement or or in helping them through this process? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we have a little framework that we teach in. Uh, it's in the book and Master Storytelling, and it's also in our workshop that we teach. Uh, there's a lot of people that teach storytelling frameworks and they'll have eight or 12 steps or seven steps. We have three. We don't want people to overcomplicate it. And this ties actually to the, the science that we were talking about earlier about the brain chemistry uh, that happens when you hear a story. And so it starts with creating relatable characters in a common situation. So you know, who am I? What's the situation that I was facing as the starting point of that story? What's the goal that I'm trying to accomplish? And if it's a relatable goal, if it's if it's a simple enough thing, you can relate to that. Uh, I tell a story sometimes about driving to the airport on a Sunday afternoon. Now, there's no big, I need to get to the moon type of story there. 
or type of goal, but you can relate to the fact that you've probably driven to the airport at times trying to make your flight. Okay. It's a simple enough thing that, that we can connect to that. And so that creates a connection within our brains. The next thing that has to happen in your story is there has to be something that gets in the way of you accomplishing that goal. There has to be some kind of conflict going on. If it's a story about how everything went just completely smooth, eh, there's really hard to capture people's hearts and attention in that kind of story. So the, the example I use is I'm driving to the airport and all of a sudden I see a policeman behind me. And the lights aren't on, but the policeman's right behind me. And so what's my first thought? I'm going to get pulled over. This is going to keep me from getting my to my flight on time. And I don't deserve to get this ticket because I wasn't really going faster than anybody else. And so I build up this big angst in my mind. So there's becomes the, the conflict section of the story. And then there has to be some kind of change you get to at the end of the story. Now, I'm not telling the complete story that I, that I usually tell here. But the, the end of that story is I turned off to go to the airport. The police officer turned off the, the opposite direction. He wasn't following me at all. And so I had worked myself up, not because of what the policeman was doing, but, what was, but because of what was going on in my head. And so there's the lesson that I learned is that I can blow things out of proportion. And I think we all do this at certain times. And the only one that suffers from it is myself. <laughs> and so it's a simple enough story, but it has those three components in it, our, our current state with the relatable characters and worthwhile goal, what conflict gets in the way of that goal, and then what's the change that teaches the lesson that we want at the end of that? Great. And you said this framework, you can, someone could check out how you have this structured, certainly in your book, which I'd, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about here and uh, uh, maybe through your workshop, how, how can they find out about this? Yeah, simple enough. In fact, I'd love to offer your listeners a free copy of the ebook. Um, we have a, a, a page on our website that's dedicated specifically to podcast listeners. And so if you go to master-storytelling.com slash podcast gift, and you can, you can give me your email there and you'll get a free copy of the book and uh, in, the, in, the, in the ebook format. So that's, that's probably the easiest way for your, for your listeners to get access to it. If they want the hard copy, it's on Amazon too. Uh, there's an audible version that's available as well. Um, or go to our website, master-storytelling.com. You can get information there about our workshops that we hold virtually, or we can hold them within organizations to teach teams how they can more effectively use this skill to help accomplish their goals. Oh, wonderful. Well, we'll make sure we include all the links to the, the free ebook, to the Amazon link, and so on for, for our audience to get in touch with that. So, well... Mark, this is a great time for us just to make a transition here to ask you the same four questions we ask every guest before they go. And the first question we ask is, have you had a miss or two in your career and journey and something you learned from it? Yeah, when I, when I saw that question, I thought, wow, how much time do we actually have? <laughs> and so I'm not going to go into every miss because I think we all have misses. It, it, just to make a connection back to storytelling, sometimes it's those misses that make the greatest stories because they teach the greatest points. We, we have those lessons learned from those misses in our lives. I think one of my misses is that I, I set a career path for myself and I stayed on it far longer than it was bringing me joy. And I didn't realize early enough that, I, that that lack of joy meant I needed to make a shift. And I kind of stuck too rigidly to a plan that I had when I should have made an adjustment to that plan. 
And I look back and think I could have brought, I saved myself some misery and brought myself additional joy if I'd shifted my path a little bit earlier. So I, I would say that's one of the major misses that, that I can I can look back on. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And how about a make or two, a highlight you'd like to share? Well, you know, one of the highlights really is publishing the book. Uh, they they say uh, uh, authoring a book is kind of like giving birth. And I wouldn't know. I've never actually given birth, but I've I've seen it close up <laughs> with, with my wife <laughs> giving giving birth. And I've raised teenagers. And so it's kind of similar to that process, too, that there's a lot of angst and effort that goes into it. And at the same time, it, it, can, it connects into another question that you commonly asked, which is the connections to other people. It, it does take a village. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes more than one person to write a book. It, it really takes a lot of support from other people to make that happen. But for me, that's one of the biggest makes is just being able to share my thoughts, to have it in print. And seeing other people benefit from that as well. Yeah. Well, um, the the next question we like to ask is about a multiplier that you've used in growing yourself, your business. Uh, anything of note you'd like to point out there? I, I think the biggest thing for me is just maintaining an abundance mentality. Uh, there's there's room for everyone. Uh, even even as I started writing the book, Master Storytelling, and was doing some research, I ran across some other books on storytelling. And my first reaction was, oh no, this has already been done. But then I read their books and went, okay, I have a little bit different take on this. And so just keeping in mind that there's room for everyone, wherever we are, and that to not try to take that personally, but to really look for where's my space where we can be cooperative rather than competitive in, in this bigger market. Absolutely. Well, and just by way of a great example, even on our podcast here, we've had a couple of different guests on talking about various forms of storytelling, but none in the with the focus and direction that you've described. It's very unique in what you're describing. So while from a broad topic, it sounds similar on the surface, but really this concept of principles, I, I really, really like that focus and attention, especially as someone I would consider at best, uh, an amateur at this kind of storytelling thing. And, uh, you know, even hearing how you've described it, 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 it simplified in a way that said, oh yeah, I, I get that. I think I, I, I can improve on that. So I appreciate that with what you're doing. Thank you. Um, yeah. And the final question we like to ask every guest, Mark, is what does success mean to you? You know, I think success means to me, it, it, this, this is going to sound a little bit convoluted maybe or multi-layered, but success to me is helping other people to help other people. Uh, I, I, I love to be able to help other people, but uh, the real success for me is when I can help somebody who then helps someone else. So if, if I can help someone be a successful storyteller who then helps someone else strengthen their business or, or learn important principles, that, that to me is success. When, and it goes back to your comment about multipliers. If I can be a multiplier for other people, that is success for me. If I can help them to be successful in helping other people to be successful, that I yeah. think is how I would best define success. Yeah. Well, Mark, as we kind of bring this to a close, is there anything you were hoping to share or get across that you haven't had a chance to yet? Well, I think I just wanted to react to one thing that you said about, I feel like I'm an amateur storyteller, that, that, I'm, that, that this is something I'm not very good at. 
And I hear this from people all the time too. Well, okay, that's something that's a, that's a gift that people have, that I don't have that gift. And I just want to emphasize for both you and your listeners, storytelling is a skill like any other skill. And with practice and with direction, with guidance, it can be developed. Um, I, I'm going to suggest that the first time you did a podcast, Tom, maybe you weren't as good at it as you are today. Oh, True? yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Case in point, the very first episode, the uh, the quality microphone that was all invested in and so on wasn't hooked up right. So it recorded to the uh, through the just standard, you know, computer microphone and the audio quality was terrible. Yeah. And you but you've learned from that. And you didn't learn by sitting and thinking about it for a long period of time and going, well, I'm not very good at that. I don't understand those things. You really learn by getting in and doing it by getting some coaching and some direction and continuing to practice it, continuing to get better and better and better. Storytelling is just that same way. It's like any other skill. It can be developed. So if any of your listeners are thinking, yeah, storytelling is great for those people that are natural storytellers, but it's not for me. I want you to rethink that and think of it as a skill that you can develop to help you as you teach, lead, sell, and inspire. Yeah. And I would just add as a plug for you, it sounds like uh, ways to develop that is reading your book. And if they want some coaching or support along the way, attending one of your workshops yeah. and different things of that regard, is that access or ways to get in touch with that? Is that on your website? How can someone find out about your workshop? Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, just the, through the website is the best way to get there. We also do individual and team coaching on that as well. I'm, I'm working with somebody right now who's moving into a position where he's going to be speaking from the stage a lot. And so I'm doing some individual coaching with him on storytelling. So there's all sorts of different ways that you can get the support. Love to help you uh, if that's a direction that you'd like to go. Mark, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. And let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is when Mark said that to have stories focus on a point to either teach lead, or inspire. And I'd never really thought of using stories in such a way, but I thought it was a great succinct way to describe that. Takeaway number two is when he said, pay attention and be aware of stories and ordinary events. And he said, when you have an experience, he said, take note of it. If it creates any kind of an emotional reaction, it could be a positive, a negative, joy, sorrow, whatever it is, document it and and in the book, he actually describes actually taking note of that, storing it in uh, uh, on a notepad or on, on your phone somewhere and r- using that and saving it for that just-in-case scenario, maybe for some presentation or something you might end up doing. Takeaway number three is when he described that there are three things every story needs to have. I loved how he broke this down. So it's, number one is that you need to create a, a relatable character on, or relatable goals in the story. Number two, something needs to get in the way of that relatable character accomplishing their goal, essentially some type of conflict. And number three, what is the change that teaches the lesson we want to learn out of it? So what happens? How does this person transform? And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win is when Mark talked about how people relate better and remember more of a story when you use that as an example versus just 
sharing facts or data or information. So think of using a story when you're trying to convey or relate a message, whatever that kind of message might be. And lastly, he said that storytelling is like any other skill, and you can develop it. So I think that's something for all of us to take out of it. So as with most things, when you practice it, you get better at it. And so that's the episode today, folks. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise our business or take their franchise company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week.